Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast. This is episode 158, Make Choosing a Breast Pump Easy. Could you use more confidence as a parent? Welcome to the happy place where boobs and babies, you're in good hands. Breezy Babies is where we ease your transition into parenthood because it's a bumpy road. Am I right? I'm your host, Breezy IBCLC, and if you'd like to make life as a parent more breezy, you're in the right place. I'm here to deliver small bite-sized tips and tricks so you can crush your parenting and lactation goals. I'm honored to be on this journey with you. Let's go. Hello, hello, it's Brie back with you again. I am solo today. I'm gonna be talking to you about how to choose a breast pump, which is a conversation that I have frequently with my clients. And um, I also find that a lot of times my clients already have a breast pump um, that's at their house ready to go when I go to meet with them. And sometimes it's a great fit for them and other times it's not such a great fit for them. (laughs) So while I don't believe that there's one breast pump that works perfectly for everyone, as lactation consultants, we start to notice over time which ones are just easy pleasers, which I will share today. And we also really notice the ones that aren't so great or are really hit and miss. So I'm going to talk about all of that today. If you are pregnant and haven't chosen a breast pump yet, then you've come at the perfect time. (laughs) If you already have a breast pump and you're not loving it, then today's episode will also be helpful for you. We can talk about some um, different options that could be great. Um, and depending on your lifestyle, what is going to work best for you and breast pumps are always changing. There's always new ones coming on the market and older ones that are kind of falling off the face of the earth. So I'm not going to talk very, very specifically about name brands, but if you would like to know the right breast pump for your situation, especially if you've listened to this episode and you're like, oh, okay, I understand this about portability and price point, what would you suggest for me? Then I would love to help you find the right breast pump for you and um, give you some suggestions of what I think would be best, especially if you have a list from your insurance about what breast pumps they're going to cover. In fact, I will be taking some information from healthcare.gov where they talk about coverage for lactation care and breast pumps. So that part will be a little specific to my friends listening who are in the United States of America. But I also will have two other tips that are not specific to living within the United States of America. So just stick with me and keep listening if you happen to be outside of the country, which I do know, do know that I have listeners who are outside of the United States. So this is going to be a great podcast for you today. I wanted to share with you really quick that the Breezy Babies team is expanding. It's been kind of a work in progress. I did some interviews back in, gosh, I think it was in March that I did interviews. I found a really great candidate. She had taken her test, but didn't know if she had passed yet. And finally, just in the last, gosh, week and a half, maybe, 
Um, we found out that she did pass her test and she is ready to get going as an IBCLC in private practice. She's the first on my team who is not located in Utah. She actually, um, lives in a different state. So she will be starting mostly with telehealth. She's already listened in on a consultation and I'm so excited for her to get started. I'll share more details as we get her up and rolling. Let me tell you, it's a lot of work on the back end to set up not only the business side of everything, but also just to get your mind ready and all your supplies ready to meet with clients. It's no small task to work in private practice. I remember just feeling completely overwhelmed with how to get started. Um, but it's been really fun for me to help other consultants start that process and help them along the way because I love working in private practice. It has been a game changer for me. I always help and pray that I never have to go back to working those 12 hour shifts in the hospital. Bless all those nurses who do. Someone's got to do it. It is hard work to work those long hours in the hospital. So I'm super grateful that I can work these short shifts and fit in, you know, consultations when I want and when I want and, um, and do it how I want as well. So more details on that. But I'm so excited to share with you today about choosing a breast pump. So let's just get started. Let's just jump into it. So my first tip for you today is get the free pump, but make it count. So like I mentioned in the beginning, most of my clients end up getting a free breast pump from their insurance. I meet mostly with clients that are located in the United States. I also meet with um, a handful of clients who are outside of the United States as well, but definitely the majority of my clients live inside the United States and the majority get a free breast pump from their insurance. I mean, you might as well right? If it's free, you may as well go with the free breast pump. I also want to mention here that I love when I can meet with my clients prenatally, and then we can talk about what breast pump is going to be right for them, which again, I don't think there's a perfect breast pump. That's the right fit for every single human, but there are some that I generally avoid. Yes, there are some that are truly on my avoid list and it's probably brands that you are very familiar with. And then there's also some that are just easy pleasers. Just across the board, I rarely hear that, you know, my clients do not like that breast pump or my followers don't like that breast pump. Now, I was trying to decide if I was gonna mention specific name brands on this podcast. Um, you noticed I didn't have a sponsor. I didn't want you to think that being paid would alter my honest opinion on the good pumps, <laughs> but I don't think I'll specifically name the breast pumps that I don't love. Why? Well, I recently had a good IBCLC friend, well-known in the lactation world that mentioned a bottle brand that does not promote good feeding techniques. The shape and the flow are all wrong. And she had suggested that it's not a brand that she would recommend as a professional, something we do often as IBCLC lactation consultants, because we talk to hundreds of real families and we know what's working and serving them and what's not. 
Well, she was recently served with a cease and desist letter threatening legal action for talking badly about their product. That is a huge problem. First off, that's not something that should be allowed. And she's sharing details of the ways this company is stooping low by sending her this cease and desist. In fact, that exact company reached out to me to be a podcast guest here on the breezy babies podcast. I had already politely denied that request because it just wasn't a product that I believed in. And man, I'm so glad I did that after hearing what this company is doing to my lactation friend. So am I acting in fear by not mentioning specific breast pump names on my podcast? Maybe, but as someone who personally, I have been served two cease and desist letters by a lactation company that I once considered a close friend. I just don't have room in my life for that negativity. I don't have room in my life for that stress. So again, if you reach out to me personally, I will a hundred percent tell you what breast pumps I do not like, especially if you send me a list of the approved ones from your insurance, you can send me a DM on Instagram or just email me Brie at breezybabies.com. On this podcast today, I'm going to focus on the positive and instead tell you what pumps I found to work great over the years and the ones that have just really proven to be the easy pleasers. So we'll get to that. So stay with me. But first of all, I want to read a little bit from healthcare.gov. I will have this linked in the show notes. If you want to go and read this page yourself, it's not very long. Basically what I'm going to read for, for you today is pretty much the entire page. There's some other things on healthcare.gov, but, um, this is kind of the gist of what I want to share with you today. So first of all, on the healthcare.gov website, they talk about breastfeeding benefits. They talk about how most marketplace insurance plans must provide breastfeeding equipment and counseling for pregnant and nursing women. They talk about how you may be able to get help with breastfeeding at no cost. I mean, it says in here, right here on healthcare.gov, how health insurance plans must provide breastfeeding support counseling and equipment for the duration of breastfeeding. These services may be provided before and after birth. This applies to marketplace plans and all other health insurance plans, except for grandfathered plans. So, um, what we're really trying recently is for our self-pay clients who are not approved through the lactation network is, um, that's who does our billing is we've been working really hard to give, um, great super bills to our clients so that they can send it in for possible re- uh, reimbursement through their insurance. Because as you can see right here, <laughs> it should be covered by insurance. Is it always, Ugh, unfortunately not. I, I guess there's just ways that insurance companies have found a way around this, but you know, if you are going, you know, up against your insurance company and insisting that they cover lactation care for you, this website that I have linked in the show notes would be a great thing to show them as you are working with them to get your breastfeeding help covered by your insurance. 
Now, the part that I really wanna focus on today is coverage of breast pumps. So they say here, your health insurance plan must cover the cost of a breast pump. It may be either a rental unit or a new one you'll keep. Your plan may have guidelines on whether the covered pump is manual or electric, the length of the rental, and when you'll receive it before or after birth. But it's up to you and your doctor to decide what's right for you. So this is one that I feel like insurance actually does really well with. Like I said, again, most of my clients get a free breast pump through their insurance. There have been a small handful of my clients and those that I have worked with and talked with who said that their insurance did not cover a breast pump and they didn't have to. So those, ex those do exist, but the majority find it very easy to get a free breast pump through their insurance. And you know, as I'm recording this, I'm remembering back to my fourth baby. I tried ordering a breast pump through my insurance and I called the company at least four or five times and it never got shipped to me. Weirdest thing. In the end, I was just like, I'm not really planning on pumping a whole lot. I just kind of wanted the breast pump <laughs> to use like for my videos and have on hand just in case. I really didn't end up using a whole lot, but it, I, I could not get one sent to me, which is so hilarious that as a lactation consultant, I could not get a breast pump sent to me. Luckily, there's other companies who have sent me breast pumps, so I could have used that if I really needed to, but it just was um, a little funny. So if you are also um, experiencing some trouble with getting your insurance to send you a breast pump, I feel for you, keep fighting. I just ended up giving up in the end because I didn't really need it. But if you're returning to work, especially um, if you're planning on exclusively pumping, then you're going to need a breast pump and that's something you're going to want to fight for. So um, again, a little side note here, technically your insurance should also cover breastfeeding help. Um, so if you want to go to this website um, again, as you're you know fighting to have your insurance cover this, then that would be a great idea because more consultations with a lactation consultant means better care for you. The majority of my self-pay clients just do one consultation with me. And um, if, if even at all, <laughs> many self-pay clients won't book at all because I know that the cost can be prohibitive, but the majority will just do one consultation. We do our best to just fit everything into one. Our insurance clients, on the other hand, we meet with them at least three to four times, if not five to six, I've even met with one client 13 times for a consultation, uh, for consultations from the beginning of her journey, from latching all the way to the end where she was weaning her baby and everything in between with starting solids, with returning to work and coming up with a pumping plan and managing her supply. So you absolutely get better care when you meet one-on-one -on -one with a lactation consultant. So I really hope that we're getting better with having insurance cover these. Um, and we're doing our best to even send super bills so that they can possibly reimburse you as the client. And I also want to say that clients who invest in lactation help, they listen, they show up and, um, they take the advice very seriously. So even if it ends up not being covered by your insurance, if you need help, I promise it will still be worth it. So in order to get this free breast pump from your insurance, if you live in the United States, you're likely going to need a prescription from your doctor. If you live outside of the United States, you don't have this option to get a free breast pump through your insurance, I don't believe, but keep listening because tips two and three are going to be more helpful for you. 
Um, in fact, let's move on to tip number two right now. Tip number two is consider your lifestyle. Do you need a portable pump? Okay. When it comes to choosing a breast pump, you want to consider suction power. This is huge. There is a huge range of suction with different pumps. And honestly, there are some pumps that clients have reported too much suction power. That's uncomfortable for them. So if you're sensitive to that, there are certain pumps that I would not recommend for you. You also want to consider size and weight. There are some pumps that are very bulky to move and others that can literally fit in the palm of your hand. You're going to want to consider price. More money doesn't always equal the best breast pump. In fact, there are some breast pumps that are around $500 that I do not love because about half of my clients don't do well with them. And don't you think $500 is a high price to pay for about a 50, 50 chance? I sure think so. So let me also mention here that there are hospital grade pumps that generally you have to rent or use while at the hospital. And then there are consumer pumps. And I've noticed a trend that many consumer pumps claim to be hospital grade. Are they really? Well, I think that's debatable. It's not a term or a title that's enforced or regulated. So I'll just leave that little bit of information there. But the takeaway is don't be fooled by the term hospital grade, but also most often consumer pumps can be great. Okay. These are the free ones that you can get through your insurance. Not everyone needs to rent a hospital grade pump. Mostly the free one from your insurance is going to work just great. Another thing you want to consider is noise. Some pumps are so quiet and others are quite loud. I was with a friend years and years ago in a movie theater. This particular movie was very quiet for much of the movie. She actually pumped during the movie and I didn't hear a thing. In fact, I had no idea that she had pumped until she told me after the movie was over. Another thing to consider with choosing a breast pump is having a manual option. That means, um, a manual option means that it has no batteries, no power at all. Hand pumps can be a great option that come in clutch for certain situations. Even something like a Hakka falls under this category. There's some extra bells and whistles to consider such as, do you want a nightlight on your breast pump? Do you want different suction, suction patterns like a letdown mode? How well is it going to store? What's the look of it? What's the aesthetics of the pump? The last thing I want to mention about choosing a breast pump is that I don't suggest a used breast pump as your primary go-to pump. Motors lose power over time. Less suction means less milk removed, which means lower milk supply. If I have a client whose supply is suffering and they have a used breast pump on hand that was especially if it was used quite a bit by the previous owner and, um, and they're using that as their primary pump. And then they also have a brand new pump on hand. I will almost always have them use the new one, not the old one because the motor can wear out over time. The majority of my clients mostly feed at the breast and they just pump here and there, or just when they go back to work, I do have exclusive pumping clients, even currently, a client I met with just this week is an exclusive pumper and I was out for our fifth visit together over secure video for her. A portable pump is 
key. She also works. She likes to pump while she works in the office. She would not have made it as far in her lactation journey without having the flexibility and portability of her breast pump. But before you exit this podcast and go buy yourself a portable pump, let me tell you this. I don't think a portable pump is the right fit for everyone. For the most part, portable pumps have come so far. I would have given honestly anything to have a portable pump with my first baby. I was working 12 hour shifts. I was a busy, busy, brand new nurse. I didn't even hardly get a lunch break in my 12 hour shift. And my supply suffered big time after returning to work. I didn't have a quality pump. This was before you got a free one through your insurance and the cheap one I chose at Walmart just was not cutting it. The suction was awful. I don't even think they make this pump anymore and I couldn't even tell you what the name of it is. Um, Since breaks were so hard for me to take, having the option to pump on the go or while charting out at the nurse's station would have been a game changer for me, 100%. In the same breath, I want to say that portable pumps, they don't always have quite the suction power that a good base pump, a primary pump with a bigger motor has. That's why I call portable pumps secondary pumps. They fill in the gaps and have their place, but you probably still want a good primary pump with a bigger motor, maybe one that plugs into the wall to be your bookends for the day. That means you start and end your day with your good primary pump and you use your portable secondary pump to fill in the gaps throughout the day. This can be a great fit for an exclusive pumper or for a situation such as work or travel where you have to be away from your baby all day. On the other hand, if you mostly nurse at the breast and don't plan to pump much, then that will be a huge factor in what breast pump I would recommend for you. A pro tip right here is make pumping convenient. Pump while you're driving or while you're working. Get the good hands-free pumping bra that will hold your flanges in place. Get the good cups that can fit comfortably inside your bra, which leads me to tip number three. Invest in tweaking your pump to fit you. Here you go. Breast Breast pumps are adaptable. When you order a new breast pump, chances are it will come with a standard 24 or 25 millimeter flange probably a 28 millimeter flange too, maybe a 21 if you're lucky to get even remotely close to your correct size. I won't talk about sizing in this episode, but chances are you're using the wrong size, the wrong flange size. I do have a free nipple ruler on my Breezy Babies website. I get downloads on that every single day. Also listen back to episode number 125 for flange fitting specific advice. So all of this is to say what um, is sent standard with your breast pump is probably not the right fit flange for you. You will have to invest a bit. Even though you got this nice pump for probably free, you're going to need to get the right sized flange for sure. That's almost a guarantee that I found. But you also may want to invest in something like a cup option that fits inside your bra or a portable battery or a lanyard to hold your pump in place while you move about. You want to make pumping as convenient as possible. It's important. It's the only way to pump long-term, I believe. Many of the things I mentioned above are between 10 and $20. Some cups that fit inside your bra could be a little bit more expensive than that, but still often under $100 total for all that. 
it's worth it because if pumping is a pain, you won't do it and your milk supply will absolutely suffer. Also, I want to mention that just because your pump is a certain brand, um, that doesn't mean that you have to buy pump parts that are specific to that brand. There's probably a dozen generic brands that work just fine with your breast pump. You don't always have to buy name brand, for example, when buying the correct flange size. In fact, many name brands don't even offer the size that you need for your flange. They don't even go that small, but there's almost always a hack you can do to adjust your pump to work for your needs. You can swap out the duck bills and tubing for others too. So don't feel stuck with what you were sent in your box. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty here. What breast pumps are my easy pleasers? I found the Spectra is an easy pleaser for a primary pump, and I've also found that the Pumpables is an easy pleaser for a portable secondary pump. So there you have it. Are these the only two good pumps out there? No, there are so many other good ones. This is just something to help get you started. And again, please reach out to me specifically if you want to know what breast pumps I do not recommend because there are some that honestly just do an awful job and your milk supply will very likely suffer, which is very serious to me. It's not okay. We're talking about your baby's food source here. Them receiving breast milk and you achieving your lactation goals is so important to me. So there you have it. Do you feel more confident in choosing out a breast pump now? Here are those top three tips again. Number one is get the free breast pump from your insurance, but make it count. Tip number two was consider your lifestyle. Do you need a portable pump? And tip number three was invest in tweaking your breast pump to fit you. If you are looking for an IVCLC in your life, myself and my team, we would love to help you reach your goals, especially when it comes to choosing out the right breast pump for you. You can check us out at Breezy Babies on Instagram or at breezybabies.com. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. I'll be back next week for more great tips and tricks for you. If you have any topics that you would love to hear on this podcast, please send me a DM on Instagram or email me free at breezybabies.com. I would love to hear from you. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You're a good friend to all. Bye. If you would like more help, check us out at breezybabies.com. It's the happy place for boobs and babies where you can take an online workshop on topics from breastfeeding to baby gas, learn baby massage, get a pumping plan before returning to work, and even get one-on-one lactation help from our IBCLCs. We meet with families both in home and also all over the world via secure video. And guess what? These lactation consultations might even be covered by your insurance. Click the link in the show notes or visit breezybabies.com to see if you qualify. Also connect with us at Breezy Babies on Instagram and YouTube. And last, if you love what we do, please leave us a review on Google or Apple Podcasts. Bye.